The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this program do not necessarily stand to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 28th of May, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Got a great show lined up for you. Now, if I sound a little bit different, that's because I'm in the other studio right now. And of course, uh, all interviews are pre-recorded. And this week I have decided to continue what I was doing last week. Um, this is part two of the Bearded Patriots special. Uh, in the first hour, you're going to hear me talking with Philip D. Blackman. Uh, we got some gun issues to talk about, especially out of Texas, if you know what I mean. Second hour, I'm talking with John Grovener. He's out of Nashua, New Hampshire, and uh, him and I have a great conversation in the third hour, of course. Got the icon, Stephen James, with the Steve Solution. But let's kick things off with Red Sun Rising. Here is Blister, and I'll be back with the interview with Philip D. Blackman right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Now, 
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. In whatever you do, always give 100%, unless it's donating blood. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. You can ask anyone what the definition of freedom of speech means, and they will tell you it means you can say whatever you want. But freedom of speech goes beyond the physical act of speaking. It is what us as United States citizens can use to express ourselves, and it is a way we as human beings can grow. Those two things combined is what makes freedom of speech so important to us as a nation. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25 year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Neil, 
And you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Blister from Red Sun Rising. And now it's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with Philip D. Blackman. Here we go. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, of course, uh, got serious issues to address. And, of course, I'm welcoming back, uh, uh, you know, him what he says, half man, half amazing, Philip D. Blackman, what's going on? Hey, what's up, buddy, man? Just uh, just reeling from this show that I did today, uh, talking about Uvalde, man. So it's pretty heavy news coming out of, uh, coming out of my state, just right up the road. Yes, yes. And we're going to talk about that, uh, talk about what preventative measures uh, can be taken. And also um, some, of, some of these, uh, these Democrats, I mean, using this just, just to feed their narrative and, and pretending like they care, which really makes me sick. Yeah, it didn't take them very long to, to jump on the, uh, didn't take them very long to start um, politicizing this. I mean, there were some families that hadn't even been notified yet that their, if their loved one was, uh, they were waiting on notification of their loved one dying. And uh, as a matter of fact, just when there were still people, they were, matter of fact, there was one, uh, one kid, uh, uh, Jace Carmela uh, Levianos, uh, I'm probably screwed that last name up, but uh, their their family didn't find out till this morning, and <clears throat> we got politicians uh, jumping out there making this a, a big political. They're just pushing their 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 talking points. Oh, yeah, they're, all, they're all over it like flies on a turd, and you knew they would be when something yeah. like this happens. Yeah, but it's you always know? disappointing when it does. Oh, it's very disappointing, you know. But I mean, uh, like I said, they they really don't care. In fact, they hope for these things to happen. So, so uh, they can get their agenda going faster, or so they hope. In Agreed. fact, in fact, I was seeing on Twitter after I was watching your show, and that uh, that one guy, uh, the hell's his name again? But uh, yeah, he's putting out a big fuck you to Ted Cruz, calling Ted Cruz a baby killer and all that. That uh, representative out of Arizona. Now I for, I forgot his name. Uh, give me just a moment here, and I will tell you. Uh, the representative you're talking about is Ruben uh, Gallego, uh, Gallego, I think, G-A-L-L-E-G-O. Uh, Ruben Gallego was his name. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> man, what kind of good decorum, right? I mean, uh, and, the, and the fact that he, he tweets this stuff and, uh, and, and nobody really called him on it, this is what was quite alarming to me. Yeah, well, there, I, I came across another tweet from a guy named Steve Miller, not the singer, but... Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Steve Millers out there, but uh, yeah, uh, he posted a meme that made perfect sense. White shooter, like we got in Buffalo, blame white people. Trans, uh, excuse me, Hispanic trans shooter, blame the guns. And so I, I will get to that in just a moment. So I, I knew that the shooter was Hispanic. I didn't know that the person was trans, which is, uh, which leads me to, other uh, things that I think may have happened, you know, th- that uh, we'll talk about in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, even of course you got AOC all over this too. Yep. 
quickly. Oh, Barack man. Obama, um, Beto fucking O'Rourke, of all people. Um, did Dude. you hear what he did today? Okay, no, I didn't hear what uh, what that f- motherfucker. Oh. All right, so uh, Governor Abbott was given a press briefing at the Uvalde school, um, and as he was wrapping up his comments, Beto O'Rourke crashed it, um, and he just made a complete horse's ass of himself. He said uh, he accused Governor Abbott of doing nothing. Um, and actually, he said, quote, you're doing nothing. You're nothing. You're offering us nothing. This is totally predictable. And then he goes outside and uh, after everybody calls him sick son of a bitch and he gets escorted. Um, he, he then talks to the reporter saying Governor Abbott refuses to champion red flag laws. He refused to support safe storage laws so young people can't get their hands on their parents' guns. He refused to support a ban on AR-15s and AK-47s. And this is all, I mean, this is a guy who originally said during his presidential debate that, yeah, I'm going to come after, hell yes, I'm going to come after your ARs. Remember that? I do. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I listen, I listen to Armed American Radio and Daily Defense every day. And, of course, Mark Walters has that as a clip for his bumpers of Beta Oroch. Oh, Hell yes, we're coming after your AR-15s. Well, see, when he started running for uh, when he put when he announced his candidacy to run for governor here in Texas, uh, man, right out of the top, they was said, "Well, no, you can't. You're going to come for our guns." And he, "Oh no, 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 I'm not coming for your guns." And now this shootings happen. Now we're going to go back for your guns. This fucking guy, man. The, the fact that anybody takes any of these politicians seriously blows me away. Yeah, it, I, I I really got no words myself. Um, but uh, I want to talk about what preventative measures can be taken, and, and I'm going to I'm going to go a, a couple different directions with this, Philip. Okay. Uh, number one, because this is a trans person or identifies as trans, I I can't come to any conclusions. I don't know, so I'm guessing. I'm, I'm speculating, but I have to assume that, like the Columbine shooters, this guy was bullied and possibly had enough. Now, I'm going to tell you a little story. It was when I, when I lived in Reno, Nevada, uh, almost 20 years ago. So I, I, was, I always took my uh, bicycle during the hot weather to uh, my local library because I didn't have a computer then. That's where I'd, che- I'd check my email and do all my internet stuff oh, a few times a week over at the local library. And I always passed by this elementary school. And one, one day, I'm seeing this kid, this pretty much defenseless, Three guys wailing the shit out of him, and there's no chaperones whatsoever. Then I, I hear the bell ring. They they all run away, and I called the kid over to me. I asked him his name, and I asked him his teacher's name. I, you know, then because I'm going to the library, I always always had a notepad on me. And I went into the I went into the principal's office. I said I saw this happening to this child. This is his teacher. And I, and I said, you really should do something about this because things like this is why Columbine happened. Mm-hmm. Or you get the song Jeremy by uh, Pearl Jam. And you know what that's about, about another kid who was bullied. And he too took a gun to school, and, but he blew his own brains out in front of his classmates. Mm-hmm. So we right there on that part, it's like discipline has gone out the door. It, I mean, yeah, there were bullies when I went to school, but uh, it wasn't tolerated. A teacher or, or any type of chaperone or principal caught that. There was hell to pay for it. 
Well, the th- <clears throat> real quick, I, the thing that you're talking about, uh, Salvador Ramos, the, the, the shooter in Uvalde, there has been zero evidence provided that he was a transgender individual. So there's a lot of pictures that's going around of a transgender who looks exact, who, who, mm-hmm. who has similar characteristics of Salvador Ramos, but it's not Salvador Ramos that I, I so mm-hmm. I don't know. So where did you, where did you hear that? This is a, a, a trend that Salvador Ramos is identifying. I, I, as a trans. Like I said, you know, I don't have any, any details. I'm, I'm speculating that if that's the case, or even if he's not, if he's possibly bullied, so this well, is this is all speculation on my part. I'm saying though is uh, is part of this is to blame too on the generation that uh, there's there's no fucking discipline anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people are reaching really hard, um, you know, because I, I actually listened uh, to one of his uh, Salvador Ramos uh, classmates uh, who actually went to school uh, with Ramos, and Ramos said that you know or they the the the, the uh, the student said, well, hey, Ramos is a pretty chill, laid back individual, you know, just relaxed, not, you know, not real high speed, not real crazy. Um, but he and he did say I went to school with him in freshman, sophomore year, junior, and senior. I didn't see him. So I'm assuming that he dropped out. Um, but there was no indication that this guy was ever bullied, that this guy was ever um, that, this, that all the all the normal talking points that people have, you know, as excuses mm-hmm. for why they did what they did. There's zero evidence to support that particular talking point. You know, I, so. Mm-hmm. I think this is just a guy who's just fucked up in the head. Um, not so much a mental illness, but he's just fucked up in the head because who else would go shoot up a school that couldn't I mean, be fucked up in the head, right? Well, I'm I'm just saying also, Philip, that uh, I mean that could be one one of many factors. We we don't of know, course. you know. And I'm saying, you know, like the Columbine shooters in Colorado, they were bullied. Yes, they were. Nobody did a fucking thing about it. Mm-hmm. And and of course. So they snapped and I'm not, I'm not saying by any means, I'm going to say that's an excuse for what they did. What I'm saying is it had, had uh, parents and teachers and, and whomever in charge done something in the first place that could have been prevented with some basic discipline. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my argument. Anytime, anytime this shit comes out, I always tell people, man, it all begins in the home. Right. You know, parents need to be parents. Quit worrying about being your kid's friend. You're not your kid's friend. Be friendly. But and, and you know, I've even said that to my son. He's like, hey, man, why don't you why don't you drink with me? I'm like, because you're my you're my kid. That's why. You know, I mean, well, I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm 22. I feel you, dog. But that I'm, there ain't no way in hell that I'm going to drink beer with you because I'm not your fucking friend. That ain't what we do. Now, maybe I'm old fashioned, but you know, that, that's that's my take on it. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that. I mean. Uh, when they're when they're grown men, <laughs> I mean, I know no, no I still my kid, man. I'm not going to I'm not going to do. I don't know, man. It's just a, I'm, I'm weird I'm like that. Gonna, I'm not going to cross that line, you know, <laughs> because I do believe that discipline, uh, you know, because here's the thing, man. If, if I start drinking, then we're going to get friendly and then we're going to open the door for some possible disrespect. And no, that is I'm going to always hold that line. Look, motherfucker, I am your I'm your dad. Ain't no way in hell you go. You know, we're not friends. So, I mean, I drink beer with my friends. Gotcha. I I'm, mean, I'm weird. I know. <laughs> I mean, I can see your point of view, but I drank with my grandfather. And so, I mean, I never did get drunk with any family members. <laughs> I just, I just had a couple of beers with grandpa one day when he was at the bar. And that was it. Bad. It's probably some of the best memories you got too. <laughs> yeah. No, it really isn't because uh, he got drunk and got on my nerves. 
beers. Mm. <laughs> and that's another reason why we don't drink. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, that's all beside the point. Um, right. Other preventative measures that I talked about, and I think this is important, and I mentioned it in the comments on during uh, your live stream too, mm-hmm. is, I mean, school shootings are just heard of too much these days, even though they're, I think, uh, honestly, I think you have a greater chance of getting shot, uh, excuse me, struck by lightning than, than shot by some madman with a gun at, at an elementary school. I, I will still stick to that. I'll, I'll believe it. I'll go with that. But, you know, there there should be drills. I mean, we have fire drills. You had tornado yep. drills. I had earthquake drills. Never know when it's going to strike. You know, so, yeah, I think um, principals should get together with teachers and go over, like, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Shooting drills, terrorism drills, whatever. But go get them prepared for something like that so it don't cost this cost 19 lives over in Udavi. 21. Uh, or 21. Yeah. I, well, how, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Uvalde. Uvalde, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually saying the last name of a friend of mine. But yeah, Uvalde. Yeah. I so when I was, uh, I was a, <clears throat> when I was a, a, a military instructor in El Paso, uh, my son, you know, I mean, because, you know, school shootings were going on, uh, Columbine, things like that. So, you know, one of the first things that I did is I went to my school's principal and I was like, hey, what are y'all doing uh, for what, what kind of active shooter drills are you running? Right. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what, are you watching the news? You know, what? Do you, how are you preventing this? And, you know, <clears throat> we got school resource officer, yada, yada, yada. Look, man, I said it in my show and I'll say it here. We send billions and billions of dollars to other countries, uh, but we won't take that money for shit that has no tactical or any kind of advantage for the United States. And we will not take that. We could take that money, all the money that they get that they dumped in these schools for COVID that still has not been used. Why not take that money and put it into target hardening? Right. So I actually created some drills. Um, I, I made some, some uh, fake IEDs, um, you know, just to see how they'd react. Right. And, and it was a, it was an understanding between, uh, between the, the, the school and the fire chief who was there. So, uh, man, I, I set off a device, you know, noise started going off, you know, people, you know, they evac'd out to the flagpole, right? Kind of like how we do a fire drill. We always go to the same spot. I knew that this what I was going to do. So what I did is I put a fake bomb in a, in a Hello Kitty backpack at this school and everybody's standing around and I go, do everybody, we good? Yeah, we're good. And so I hit the button and the damn thing went off. I said, now imagine everybody in this radius right here is dead because y'all use the same spot every time, right? So, I mean, it's just, you got to be forward thinking when you're doing it. You got to be on the offensive always when, when when you're preparing for stuff like this. If you remember, uh, I remember there was a really good movie with Clint Eastwood uh, called Heartbreak Ridge when I was a kid. And Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I remember that scene where, uh, you know, his, his uh, I remember his squadron decided to be a total smart ass during a run and they all run in front of him and uh, he sneaks up behind him and starts shooting you know, not shooting exactly at them, but shooting around them with an AK-47 says this is the preferred weapon of your enemy and makes a very distinctive sound when fired at you. So remember it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm not talking anything extreme like that that kid, kids should go through, but some kind of preparedness. All right. So there, there, <clears throat> there's a lot of schools already who are doing these target hardening drills. Um, you know, they have a, they have, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, they, they have a red line uh, that goes from the door. And really what that red line is, is so when the shooter looks in a classroom through the window, um, that red line is the field of vision of anybody looking from the outside. So the idea is when an active shooter happens, the teacher should lock the door and all the kids get in the get in the closest corner to the door. Um, so if they're behind the red line, the shooter can't see them. Right. So if you if shooter can't see you, then then you don't become a target. But there's so many other things that they can do uh, for these target hardening. And, and what I'm talking about, um, uh, you know, electric doors, you know, Forney, Texas is probably the best example. Um, electronically controlled doors. You ring the doorbell and someone from the from the administration desk who's just on the other side, they look at the camera and they see. You. All right. Well, they, that looks like a, a good person and they'll bring them in. And when you walk into the admin door or when you walk in the admin office, there's a cop. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Target hardening, electronic doors, um, ballistic resistant glass, um, smoke screens. There's all kinds of things that we can do, but we're just not doing it. What well, it costs too much money. Well, if you can send billions of dollars across the fucking ocean, if you can send give give uh, veteran health care to illegal immigrants, then God damn it. You can invest a couple of dollars to protect our kids in these schools. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and basically, you know, they're. All, all kinds of things going on like that. That one, one story that out of Ohio, and this, mind you, this wasn't a shooting, but, you know, it's like, what are teachers focused on anymore? And for one thing, I think teachers, uh, maybe not all of them, but a select few, maybe should be armed and, and trained and, you know, uh, just, hey, they need, they need that preparedness. Yeah. Well, the, the risk it is, you know, for, for your for your anti-gun activists, what they will say <clears throat> is, yeah. you know, because when you, when you're looking at it, you know, teacher to student ratio is about one to 30, one to, one to 20, between one to 20 to one to 35. Right. So, you know, what happens if that teacher gets overpowered and now their gun is taken from them? Right. So I, I'm kind of the belief that if you're going to carry a gun, it absolutely needs to be concealed in a classroom. Um, nobody needs oh, to know that it exists. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just didn't get that far, but yeah, I mean, nobody needs to know where. Maybe they'll they'll know it's there, but they don't they don't know where the hell it is. Yeah, and, absolutely. And they, and they don't need to know. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, anymore though, it's like a lot of teachers like reading, writing, mathematics, science, history, all thrown out the window for LBGTQ critical rest race theory and all that crap. Yeah. And, social issues that don't do anybody any good. <laughs> I mean, God, then you get out in the real world and you can barely read. Oh, what'd you learn in school? Well, I'm white and I'm a racist. <clears throat> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a sad reality. You're absolutely correct. I mean, uh, these teachers, they're not so much worried about teaching, um, teaching, you know, critical skills. Uh, they're, they're worried about, you know, the classrooms now become a political stage. You know, just, just like uh, that story I was talking about with Jericho Green last week, too, is, uh, you know, you had that, uh, that little girl in Ohio, nine years old, and kills her first deer. And, hmm. you know, the hunting's in her blood. And her family's proud. She's proud. Once she goes to school, she's shamed by the principal and the and 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 the teachers and everybody else that she's a murderer. She killed Bambi and sent her home feeling like shit. I bet you nobody picks on her because they know she's a killer. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, man. If if she's a killer, you ain't gonna want to mess with her. 
because you know she can shoot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like teachers or even people in general, especially this woke generation. You come from a different walk of life. It's that's not acceptable to their standards. You need to be re-educated. You're, you're going to be shamed. It's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? Yeah, we've, we've lost our way, man. We've lost our way somehow. Um, <clears throat> and again, I think it goes back to your opening point. It all begins in the home, right? It, it, you know, we need to, we need to, you know, I think parents need to be more worried about being parents. They need to be more involved in their schools. They need to be more involved is it with their teachers. They, the teachers should be able to know them by their, just, they should know their name right when they see them. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the reality, but, the, but unfortunately what's happening is parents just, you know, they send their kids to school and they don't, you know, kind of a fire and forget, you know, I got a job. I can't, you know, they, they make all these reasons why they can't be a, a parent. And then that's just, that's, that's a cop out. It's horseshit. And we, it needs to stop. No, that's the only way any of this is going to stop is if parents get back to parenting. Yeah. I remember if I came home with my report card, it had an F on it. I was fucking in for it. Or, or if you got wrote up, if you got detention, oh yeah, you're getting your ass whipped. That's for sure. If you're, or if, you're, if you get your ass whipped at school, then you're going to get your ass whipped at home. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I went through all that too. Now I remember, God, it's like it. Especially once I hit high school, I wasn't getting my ass whooped anymore, but it's still, I'm getting punished some way by everybody. It's like, I, I fucked up an English class clowning around and I get detention and I'm on the football team. So I got to run extra laps because I had detention. Yeah, boy. Then I get home and I'm in trouble with the, you know, not necessarily my parents. I'm going to get to that in a moment. And I, yeah, so I was like, I, I'm getting in trouble with everybody and I'm getting punished every which way there is. Um, you know, um, but, and that's a good point when it comes to parenting. Let's take me, for example, I was born out of wedlock and, uh, you know, my, my parents were always fighting. I don't want to get into too many details of this, but my dad, uh, you know, my, my mom didn't really want to raise me. My dad realized that uh, he couldn't really raise me properly. So he handed me over to his sister, my aunt, to raise me, who was married. And, and she, she raised me in a strict religious Christian home. Had it not been for them, I wonder where I, for my aunt and my dad trying to raise me, uh, you know, being a single dad. And he's kind of a lazy ass too. Sometimes he, he just didn't feel like going to work. So he didn't. Well, you know, to, mean, not to, not to, you know, to share the growing up story. I mean, but look how you turned out, right? I mean, if I, look, yeah, look, at, what, if, look if, at what I, bad I, Billy is. You know, out of all of that, all that he went through, look at what he is today. You know, when I, when I was growing up, my parents divorced early. My, my stepdad used to, you know, my, my alarm clock every morning was a punch in the face. Get up, you little motherfucker. Right. Um, so I, and because I was always the new kid, because, you know, we were running from the law. Um, no shit. We were running from the law. So I was always a new kid. I was always getting picked on. I was always getting bullied. You know, all of these tales of woe, you know, well, that's, that's why he's that way. Not bullshit, man, because I had a horrible fucking childhood. And you know what? I'd like to think that, I, you know, I, I got I grew up. I served my country. I've got a you know, I've got a successful life. So, no, man, I think, it, it you know, it, it, it's, it's a personal responsibility, man. I just I, I really believe that uh, to, to use anything else uh, outside of personal responsibility. I think it's a cop out and it's weak as shit. Yep. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm, my point was, if uh, I don't, if it wasn't for my aunt who raised me, I think, you know, I'd probably be worse off. I, I, I don't know if I'd be in jail. I'd, I don't know what I would have done. But uh, then again, you know, my, my dad loved me. My dad did care about me. And my dad did whoop my ass when I was in the wrong regardless. So, you know, I, st I still have had some of his guidance. It's just that he, he wasn't a proper provider. And so he did what he thought was best. Well, and you know, there's no, I don't, uh, Billy, I don't know if you got kids, but I do. Um, and I'll tell you, there is no book that comes, there's no right way to do it. Right. There's no book that comes with raising a child. You just kind of fail as you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I am not against ass whoopings. No. I mean, I mean, uh, maybe it's done excessively too much by some people, but some kids need their ass whooped. And I don't think that's happened so much, man, because now they, you know, and it started what back, back in the nineties, uh, when, when they started pushing this whole notion that, you know, if you, if your parent beats, you call the child abuse hotline. Right. And, and that made, that made a lot of parents afraid, you know, me and my wife, we was like, all right, because my son's tried this, you know, I'm gonna call child abuse. Well, I'll tell you what you do that. Just know that it's going to take the cops about 15 minutes to get here. And I'm going to utilize all 15 minutes whooping your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jail. Then goddamn it. We're going to go for a reason. Just like my cousin who tried to pull that, uh, I, yeah, my cousin, what he did was he, um, he did something that wasn't approved of it. He got, he got slapped across the cheek he got slapped pretty good, but nothing really serious. And he goes, that's child abuse. That's child. And his dad's like, okay, you go ahead and call the authorities before they get here. You're going to get child abuse and I'm going to make it worth their while. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right there. That's good. That's good stuff. That's good. That's good upbringing right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so what kind of person did this, uh, did your cousin turn into? I cut my cousin, no different than me. He's a family man, married, got kids, got a job. He's doing well, man. See, that's what I'm talking about, man. You know, they, that, that, that old saying, man, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. Well, look at where we are. 2022. I think oh, this yeah. year right now we've had what? 250 plus mass shootings in this country. You know, these politicians, these Democrats, these um, or these shooters, did they have their ass whooped growing up? I mean, I doubt AOC had her ass whooped when she needed it. And I was like, she kind of reminds me, and I said this a long time ago, never on air, but she reminds me of Veruca Salt from uh, from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm, I don't, you know, I never watched, I never watched the movie. I read the book. And, and, but still, you know, uh, that's the way she was is, uh, give me what I want or I'm going to scream and I'm going to raise hell. You know, that's, I just have the feeling that was AOC. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And I think you're right. I think because it is, a, it's a, it's a cult of personality, right? It's what we're, what we're raising, what we're pushing out, you know, I mean, this lady, you know, AOC specifically, if you remember when she first trying to run for Congress, uh, she she said the the three branches of government are the congressional, the Senate, and the presidential. No, House, Senate, President, or Executive, if you want to give the branches proper names. She couldn't even get it, and somehow this bitch got elected, and she got reelected. Oh, and she, and she wants to. Oh, the the thing she's done. I mean, she uh, killed what could have brought millions of jobs to Queens, New York. Yes. Uh, when she shut down Amazon, even, even in uh, governor home, excuse me, Cuomo 
said, uh, you know, that she fucked up right there. But you know what? There were zero political uh, ramifications for that. That's what that's the alarming part of it. Right. So she cost that state so many jobs. And where was the accountability? We're not seeing in the Democratic Party at all. Well, she already wants a communist regime brought on us. She has made it clear. Yes. uh, She says socialism, but we know underneath that blanket of socialism is that red is that red wave of communism. Yeah. Socialism ain't nothing but communist ugly cousin. Yeah. It's a bunch of crap. You know, I mean, given my view on that, I mean, uh, communism is a pile of dog shit just covered in whipped cream and sugar and chocolate sauce and all that. Now you still want to bite underneath it all. It's still a pile of dog shit. Well, it's got the, it's, look, man. I mean, this is a country um, where we have people who are just too damn lazy. Right. So these politicians go out there and say whatever it is they want to say, and they're free. They, they, they're free to say it because they know that most people are not going to do their research, which is why you still hear people talk about that regurgitating bullshit about, well, Donald Trump once said there's good people on both sides, right? That, that's been debunked a hundred thousand times. Um, you know, and Joe Biden is probably the worst one uh, who continues to push that narrative. There's so many of the Democratic talking points that continue to get regurgitated and their followers will say them, too. And I'm like, dude, that's been debunked. And here's why. And you show them the clip or you show them the, the oh, no, 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 that ain't that ain't true. They, they don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe that what they're being told, they, they want to believe what the politicians tell them. But when they're hitting the face with true facts, like, hey, here it is. Here's the, yeah, and that's why when I do my shows, I show you. Hey, this is exactly it. I'm not adding to, I'm not taking away. Here it is. And there's a lot of people who look at that and go, well, you know, maybe she meant something else. Words matter. You know, and, and there's the fact of accountability too, when we talk about these mass shootings, but here's Joe Biden with, uh, first off, he puts that asshole David Chipman in there. I want to nominate him as the head of the uh, AFT, as he said it. <laughs> and of course, from where I stand, there needs to be accountability that was never answered for, for on, on the part of the ATF, because the ATF needs to be abolished from where I stand. Fuck defunding the police. How about abolish the ATF? Because they're, they're nothing but fucking scum. I mean, uh, God, what they did, they, they ravaged Waco, Texas. I mean, both your state and mine, they made a big fucking mess. Ruby Ridge Mm -hmm. and Waco, Texas. And they're never held accountable for it. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, look, man, I've worked and trained with every few letter agency in the government. Um, And and look, man, all of the ATF agents that I, Philip Blackman, have personally met were really solid guys. Now, as far as the, the, you know, maybe when they get up, and that leadership level, like the FBI, with uh, what's that dick bag that uh, that bag of dick tips who um, decided not to prosecute Hillary Clinton for those emails? I can't Comey, James Comey. Um, maybe when they get up to that level, maybe they become corrupt. But I, man, as far as the agents themselves, I mean, they they do God's work, man. They do great work. Um, and for the unfortunately, what happened in Waco, those were guys who were just doing what they were told to do. So the leadership, as far as abolishing them, no, I think they serve a good purpose. Uh, alcohol, mm-hmm. tobacco, firearms, and explosives—I think they serve a good purpose. But you know, yeah. I, I do see—I I do see what you're talking about. 
I disagree. I think um, I think we go with our levels of law enforcement. You got your city police, your county sheriff, then your uh, state troopers, your constables, and, yeah, yeah, and then uh, for, uh, anything higher than a state trooper, FBI, and that's as far as we need to go. Well, now CIA, uh, in case you have to go outside the borders of the United States, and that's all we need. I mean, I think if uh, the FBI wants to do an acquisition of the ATF and use those agents for certain purposes, I, I'm not opposed to that. But uh, there needs to be some cleaning up in the FBI, too. Well, you know, I, I went through uh, both the ATF and the FBI's large vehicle post-blast investigation because that's what I did in the military. I was, I was, a, I was a bomb tech and I was an investigator. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I can see the difference between the, between the two organizations, um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe you're onto something, you know, uh, let them, you know, I, I think you need to abolish the FBI personally. Uh, they're, they're fucking failures at every fucking, that, 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 the FBI to me is a, uh, it's a, it's the law enforcement version of a political, uh, of a political realm, right? You know, they do what they, they're, they're no longer law enforcement officers. They're, they're gun carrying badge carrying politicians. They're doing the bidding of, of, of Congress. So, well, I mean, I, I'm with you. Well, at the same time, well, I said there needs to be a reform of the FBI, and I'm and I'm not joking yes. about that. They're there. I mean, they they need to go through there and clean up, drain that fucking swamp, as Trump's uh, always said. You know, you know. Maybe, I mean, yeah. Our government, our government has been corrupt since the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, I mean, Abe Lincoln, he's no, he's no saint. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he freed the slaves, but not for the, for the reasons that people think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. interesting because a lot of people don't know that yeah, you know, no. again, they, they, they don't do their research. No, no. Abe Lincoln freed the slaves so he could get black people out of the U S cause he hated black people. And he, then he signed executive orders, given permission to any union soldier to kill native Americans, man, woman, or child. If, yep. the, if they see it, they if they come across them, they could be sitting down. There's some uh, kid pl- uh, playing with mud pies, or whatever, and and the army can army could just shoot them if they wanted to. Yeah, and yeah, so you know, and and uh, Teddy Roosevelt was one of the first ones to actually sniff out the corruption, and of course that's why his term didn't last very long. And then he comes back with his own party. And uh, of course, uh, then he failed that time too. But uh, you know, I mean, this corruption has has gone on for way, way too long. And look, look where we're at now. What a fucking mess, man! I'm telling you, me personally, I think we should just abolish the government and just let states be their own countries, right? Kind of like how we kind of go by the way of the old USSR. I think I think we're done as a country. We. Uh, me personally, I don't think uh, I don't think the United States of America should exist anymore. Um, and, and look, I'm a I'm a proud patriot. I love my country, but I'm ashamed of my country. And the only way that it's going to get better is if we get rid of the government. Yeah, we need you know leave the state, let the state level do what they do. Let them self govern, man. We don't need the federal government anymore. Yeah, we don't we don't need any of their crap. But you know, it's you get that taste of power. You know, you ever been on the farm? And, you have a you have a dog that uh, he's a great dog until he, but he kills a chicken for the first time, and then from there he ain't gonna stop me. Politicians got that taste. 
Well, Greek philosopher Plato once said the true measure of man is what he does with power. And we're seeing what they're doing with their power. And yeah. yet we're still going to continue to vote these same dumbasses in office over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, just uh, before we wrap this up, though, this uh, this whole disaster, you know, you and I have talked about uh, uh, the goods that, uh, you know, constitutional carry and, um, mm -hmm. you know, w with a shooting like this, that happens in a state that has constitutional carry. Mm -hmm. um, what what do you think happens next? <clears throat> well, look, man, um, and, and so constitutional carry. So. In the state of Texas, and, and I can only speak for Texas because I live here and I, I know a little bit about it. Um, so in the state of Texas, you know, constitutional carry, um, it, it start or, um, you know, or open carry for us started in 2016. Uh, September of 21, we become a uh, right to carry, you know, your constitutional carry. Um, but even still, when you're, when you're as a constitutional carry, you still have places that you're not allowed to carry a firearm in, i.e. schools. Uh, federal buildings, courthouses, things like that. Um, you know, I don't really see it going anywhere uh, as far as this state goes, because, I mean, truly, there's no amount of this is not a gun problem. This is a people problem. And all these assholes out there talking about we need more laws, more laws, more laws. No, just enforce the laws we got on the books and we'll be just fine with that. But the thing is, these criminals, they appreciate all the additional laws. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because law-abiding citizens are going to, well, most law-abiding citizens are going to do what they want. I am not a law-abiding citizen. My firearm goes with me everywhere. I don't give a shit. As a matter of fact, this, uh, this Monday, I'm, I'm speaking at uh, the, the largest Memorial Day event in Houston. Um, audience, about three, 4,000 people. Ted Cruz is going to be there. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee is going to be there. Um, Dan Crenshaw is going to be there. And you know what else is going to be there? Smith & Wesson. I want to make sure of it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what anybody's got to say about it. My gun is going to be present, you know, because I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to die. Of, I'm not going to die because of a lack of shooting back. And I'm not going to let anybody else die on my watch. Now, you know, the old phrase, God created all men. Sam Colt made them equal, man. Hey, I'm, I'm kind of of the line of praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Yes. <laughs> But uh, no, um, I'm I'm going to wrap this up uh, first by saying, uh, you know, God bless the, uh, the families over and, um, you know, that lost the loved ones over there at uh, what is it? Rob Elementary, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, what a terrible thing to go through. <clears throat> those, those, those of us that, uh, you know, gun toting rednecks like Philip and I do not. Uh, approve of these type of things we're not baby killers we're baby protectors get it right absolutely uh, billy uh just how much how much time do we have oh got got a few minutes all right so just it, it, can we say their names of the, of the known victims that have been put out it, be my guest all right. So, um, you know, everybody talks about say their name. And, you know, for, for in this case here, I think it's very relevant. Um, the two teachers, uh, Eva Morales and Irma Garcia, they were the two teachers who died. Xavier Javier Lopez, 10 years old. Amory Joe Garza, 10 years old. Uh, Uzziah Garcia, eight years old. Ihilani Cruz Torres, 10 years old. Annabelle Guadalupe Rodriguez, 10 years old. Uh, Rod uh, Rogelio Torres, 10 years old. Makina Elrod, 
or Makina Lee Elrod, excuse me, 10 years old. Ellie Lugo Garcia, 10 years old. Nive uh, Bravo, 10 years old. Tess Marie Mata, 11 years old. Jackie Cazares, 10 years old. Alethea Ramirez, 10 years old. Jace Carmelo Luvanos, 10 years old. Jaleb Nicole Sigiarno, 11 years old. Jose Flores Jr., 10 years old. Now, there's, other, there's five other names that we don't have uh, because the official name list hasn't been reached. But if you want to say somebody's name, you want to remember them, those are your names right there. Thank you. And uh, now we're going to wrap this up on a happy note. Uh, Philip, I'm Night Thee and welcome you to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. Hey, thank you, man. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of a prestigious group, man. You yes, guys are sir. amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it. Uh, why don't you give yourself a plug? All right, guys. So you can catch me on every social media platform that exists um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Just type in the Philip D. Blackman Show. B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N, um, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Central. Um, th- the rest of this month, we're doing mental health awareness, but we'll get back to business as normal um, a- after the first of the month. All right. Hey, you take care. Hey, Billy. Thank you so much, buddy. You bet. And there you have the interview with Philip D. Blackman. It's always good talking to him. And, of course, welcome to the Brotherhood. Time to go to our first music set. Coming up, we got Morgan Wade. Got a brand new track from Analog Digital Disorder. Yes, you remember ADD. I interviewed them back in 2016. Got Adam Calhoun, Dean Chansey, and Stuck Mojo. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
It's no secret. I like dicks. Nobody loves dicks more than us. You should see us on the weekend up at the hunting lodge. Nothing but dicks. My mom finds dicks online. Look at all the dicks. It's never too early to introduce your kids to dicks. Sporting Goods. Hide your face forever. Dream and search forever. Oh!
Man, I'll be digging it. They say I can't rap because of what color my pigment is. I had to cut they sales in half. Show them what division is. Money stacked for me high. You just mad at me, why? Shot my first gun on grandpa's lap. I was knee high. Drinking peace knee high. Got yelled at by me, my. Wrote this whole album wearing red wings and Levi's. Who your favorite rapper is? I'm the only one with balls to stand up to the activists. I ain't fucking having it. Man, I wish they would like a cabinet. Smack you like your daddy did. Slapping with the camel rap candy, bitch. Look at me high. You just mad at me why? Shot my first gun on grandpa's lap. I was knee high. You pussy like a feline. You ain't built like me high. I bought a new chain. That bitch swag like a tree tie. Look at me high. You just mad at me why? Shot my first gun on grandpa's lap. I was knee high. You pussy like a feline. You ain't built like me high. I bought a new chain. That bitch swag like a tree tie. Man, I'm fucking getting it. Hold up, wait, ayy. Why these haters swinging from my dick like a gymnast? I'ma be here till I'm finished. Probably gonna be a minute. I've been acting like this since grandma smacked me in the kitchen. Why they mad at me though? They can't get the cheat code. Talk about balling, but they can't hit a free throw. They dressing up in cheap clothes. Car getting repoed. I wrote this whole album in a week though. Who your favorite rapper is? I ain't never heard of him. Asked a bunch of dudes to fight. Never heard a word from him. Sitting on this furniture. Staring at my burner. If one more motherfucker talking shit, I'ma murder him. Look at me high. You just mad at me wide. Shot my first gun on grandpa's lap. I was knee high. You pussy like a feline. You ain't built like me high. I bought a new chain. That bitch swag like a tree tie. Look at me high. You just mad at me wide. Shot my first gun on grandpa's lap. I was knee high. You pussy like a feline. You ain't built like me high. I bought a new chain. That bitch swag like a tree tie. Sure, where they are safe. 
safe and free So I'll sing this song for them God bless, God bless the RSA Victoria down to Cape Town From sea to shining sea There's a whole lot of good in the things I've seen And I got heart and I got faith I get a little bit more each day God bless, God bless the RSA I know there are good people all across this land Given a chance Take each other's hand And eyes up like a rainbow Reaching for a brighter day God bless, God bless the RSA Victoria down to Cape Town From sea to shining sea There's a whole lot of good in the things I've seen And I got hope and I got faith I get a little bit more each day God bless, God bless the RSA God bless, God bless the RSA Not always what you say, but what you don't The silence speaks volumes, but they won't Living day by day, I'll pay to pay And that's the way they expect you to stay On welfare rolls to keep control Another painkiller, the pandemic in the villa Those in power, keep them all on a face Then they burn preachers to the crucifix This is for the takers, the haters Destroyer, destroyer, this time I'm gonna 
There's a battle waging on and you gotta choose a side It's inescapable, now there's nowhere left to hide Do as they say, but not as they do That's the message they present to you Perspective's everything, but people believe anything Fitting their agenda, they praise and surrender As it was written, now it is said Welcome to the generation of the living this dead is for the There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, and speed battle after battle hunter athletic gear is the brand celebrating your victory hunter athletic gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies including compression pants fight shorts hoodies vests caps and bikinis they can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business visit their website at huntermma.co.za gear up and let's train What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers, scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control? Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. 
This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray product. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, Making Men, Men Again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Stuck Mojo with Destroyer. Before that, Dean Chansey with God Bless the RSA. Before that, Adam Calhoun with tree tire before that analog digital disorder with open your eyes brand new one right there and starting off the whole set morgan wade with don't cry all right moving right along in just a little bit it'll we'll have outlaw radio conservative talk with uh john uh grovener 
Um, sometimes I forget how his name is pronounced. And, but uh, before we get to that, it is time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Beto O'Rourke out of Texas. Now, yes, when I was talking to Philip uh, in the previous interview, I had no idea what Philip was talking about. And then I went back, I watched the video, and wow, what a piece of shit. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke is a piece of shit trying to crash that conference and uh, pin all the uh, deaths of those uh, children in Uvalde on Governor Greg Abbott. (laughs) And just using this tragedy to further push his political agenda. He doesn't give a shit. Not at all. (laughs) All right, moving on. It is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with John Grovener. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Uh, if you remember last week when I had on Colonel Chris Wyatt, well, I want to welcome one of his conservative partners in crime, Mr. John Grovener. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Billy. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining the show and at last minute uh, for that, too. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me on. Yes, yes. Uh, as I said, uh, you're one of Colonel Wyatt's uh, conservative partners in crime. That, uh, what I mean by that, of course, uh, you're you're with him on the uh, common sense conservatives. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Complete yeah. total video show. We're, we do live on the air on the radio with that one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And it's awesome. I and mean, just like my buddy Matt Connerton, you're you're out of. Uh, great state of New Hampshire. And the more I hear about New Hampshire, uh, the, the more I'm, I, I like, you know, I mean, uh, I've only, I got to tell you real quick, uh, I've only been to New Hampshire twice and both times were at night because I was going from Hartford, Connecticut up into Montreal. And so I had to go through New Hampshire to get there. It was, it was at night both times. So I didn't get to see anything. You missed a lot. Yeah. Did you go up 89? Cause 89 is a pretty treacherous route here in New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, same with Kentucky. I mean, I, every time I went through Kentucky, it was always at night. And well, the one time I went through Kentucky during the day, I was, I was sick and had, had a pretty nasty cold. So I was knocked out on, on uh, medicine. <laughs> I slept through the whole thing. Oh, geez. Kentucky's nice too. Yes. A lot of farmland, yes. a lot of rural area, really nice to drive through. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, I will say really quick, too, because my wife and I, considering a trip to New England, uh, I'll have to let you know if, uh, because I'm definitely going to Manchester if we do, so I'll let you know if we come up that way. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah, you're only like 30 minutes, 25 minutes away if you're in Manchester, so. Yeah. It'd be cool to, to meet up. Yeah, 
Uh, one thing I, I definitely want to start with is, uh, you know, you and I were uh, chatting privately on Facebook, and it kind of surprised me, me that you didn't know who uh, Stacy Lawton is. And now I sent you the articles, and uh, knowing she's right there in your neck of the woods, that can't make you too comfortable. It is scary to think somebody, it's a, it's a right across the river is Nashua, New Hampshire from me. And yeah. to think somebody who's got a crime, a past like his, hers, uh, whatever, and to have such a past and to be involved in politics. This, this, this to me is the epitome of what we talk about when we talk about corruption in politics. And this person's narrowly escaped some pretty serious crimes, you know, as far as uh, um, being prosecuted goes. Uh, he got let off light. I think from from what I read from what you said that I did a little bit of uh, research on my own and it seems like he was slipping through the cracks a little bit in the judicial system without liberal left leniency I don't know which. Well, also he is not allowed to call uh, WMNH in uh, Manchester for dropping an f bomb live on the air too after after uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny I'll have to send you the the audio clip when we're done here but. Uh, he and I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say he was getting criticized and was being demanded to resign. And he just lost it and, and said, said the words, because this is uncensored. I didn't tell you. goes, fuck you all. So, yes. and, and, and has been barred from call, calling into WMNH now. That's bad, but WSMN, we've had a we've had a couple of people drop you know like shit or hell or something light. I think one time uh, Chris may have slipped up and he said bitch or something, you know. <laughs> and you can you can get away with that from time to time, you know. It might slide, nobody notices so much, you know. Especially if you're just keeping a roll, right? But that f bomb, you drop that, you just done something. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, considering I've I've gone through broadcasting school, I've studied the FCC rules. I mean, if a caller says it, it's one thing. But if a if an on air personality DJ or whoever says it, uh, there's serious fines for the DJ. There's serious fines for the station. There's a higher standard for those who work in the station than those who are just happen to be a caller or or uh, a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, no. what? Well, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Oh, no, I just saying because you know better, you know, um, it's like trucking. I'm a truck driver by trade. And, and as a driver, if I'm in an accident, I'm held to a higher standard than the general public, you know, because I'm, I'm supposed to be trained. So, well, on that subject, let's shift gears, pun intended. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, anymore now when I see a truck, I can't help but think of the convoy that started uh, in Canada and you being a truck driver, uh, did you have uh, anything to do with the convoy uh, here in the U.S. at all? I did not. My, my activity belonged in 2017. We did something called Operation Black and Blue, which a lot of these huh? uh, members of the truckers, uh, the People's Convoy, they came out of that. Uh, so we, we did Operation Black and Blue. We uh, organized that and ran that motivated them and they got involved other different groups and stuff started developing and they got involved from that so they're spinoff groups and that become one of them they created the founders of uh the truck uh, the people's convoy i keep trying to call it truckers convoy the people's convoy had organized and created an organization called the united states transportation alliance and they were doing some pretty good work within congress what they were doing and uh but things kind of fell apart for them things disbanded covid uh, covid19 had something to do with it and uh <laughs> 
So they kind of felt like they weren't being heard anymore. And so they kind of pulled away. And with all the mandates and stuff, they said, you know what? We'll organize bigger, better, and stronger. So they created the People's Convoy. <laughs> At least you didn't say build back better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. What a, what a, oh, my God. What a mess. I'm not sure what that means. What does that mean? Build back better for the already rich or build back better for, for the corrupt? I don't know. <laughs> Let the corrupt get rich off it. And the rest of us are sucking uh, high and shit with that one. Well, from what I understand, Creepy Joe's, uh, I, th- I think he's originally from Delaware, if I'm not mistaken. He's got some some uh, expensive construction going on there. So maybe that's what he's talking about. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was born in Pennsylvania. I think he might have spent his first eight years in Pennsylvania. Then they migrated to Delaware, where he pretty much spent most of his life. From my understanding, I'm not I'm not a big Joe Biden fan. So well, that same here. I mean, I can't I can't tell you. I just know that Delaware is his home state or I was guesstimating, which I was right. But uh, I don't know much about him either, except uh, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, he was always it's interesting that he got elected because he was always known to be a loose cannon within politics. You know, he was the guy you see it. He goes off from time to time. You remember that time he told that guy he says, I don't work for you. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And what he was saying was, I don't work for you, the people, you know, the people I work for, the donors of the party, they're the ones who support us. <laughs> and uh, so he was actually, that was a slap in the face to everybody when he said that it wasn't just to that one guy. You know, I actually got gotten a bit of a debate with somebody too, uh, prior to the 2020 election, even uh, before all the Democrats, uh, the uh, primaries were uh, over with. And I'm thinking if anybody's going to be a tough match for, for Trump, it's going to be Bernie Sanders. So, you know, I hope it's going to be Joe Biden. And somebody else said, uh, trust me, um, you know, Trump can beat Bernie, too. But uh, Biden's get, Biden's going to be a bigger problem and watch what happens. And oh, my God. They're, and they didn't tell me any more after that. Well, I, I'm inclined to believe that. And I, I don't buy into QAnon theories. I'm not. I, people yeah. went into QAnon and I'm like get that away from me. I don't, I don't like nonsense. If you can't put a face to it, don't, don't give, don't deliver the message. Right. And so, but I, I really believe that the election was rigged. I really, but 81 million, oh. come on, man. Nobody's that stupid. I do too. Votes ever. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, you watch Pennsylvania turn overnight. Uh, Wisconsin's got more votes than they got voters and they, they've even found ballots for cats, dogs, dead people. Yeah, that election was rigged. Of course, you know, I remember back uh, back in the George Bush days, they were talking about rigged elections and stuff and dead people voting. It's constant. Every election cycle, they talk about these sorts of things. But all of a sudden, that was just the most honest and fair election ever. Give me a break. Nobody's buying that song and dance. Nobody. I mean, and and how the hell is, is it even possible when you look at you look at the rallies for Trump and they were packed? You look at the rallies for Biden and, uh, oh, 20 people, if you're lucky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that was nuts. The little circles and everything for the social distancing and, and nobody showing up. Yeah, yeah. As, I and then, I, yeah, I just I, I just hear that's that's exactly what I hear. Well, Biden supporters were smart and stayed home and didn't spread COVID-19, whereas Trump supporters just don't care. That's that's the excuse I get on that. Mm-hmm. But how many Trump supporters came down with COVID-19? You know, it was not either this mass Trump supporters while all the left liberal left were all running around going, hey, we're worse. We're not sick. And they are. You didn't hear that nonsense because it wasn't happening. 
Now I had COVID and I, I t- I'll tell you the same thing I told everybody else. I've been sicker than that. Yeah. I mean, to say, I'm just saying that uh, COVID is not serious because it is. And some people have legitimately died. A lot of people have. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. you know, for me, I had, a, I had a sore throat, a bit of a fever. And then I just lost my smell, sense of smell for about a week. And that was it. I've, I've had colds much worse than that. There's something about COVID. It's, it's a little different, I think. They got what's called long COVID. I've known several people that have it and still have effects of it. Um, breathing issues for a long period of time, loss of smell for a long period of time. Uh, I don't know what how COVID was engineered, and I am inclined to believe it was engineered because it's too abnormal for a common flu. I mean, we had SARS, and SARS didn't spread because it was so deadly. When you got it, you were down and out before you could spread it. So it really didn't go far. And that's a fortunate thing. And I think that that's what happened with COVID is it came out and uh, quite a few people got it, and but it mutated and it mutated down, luckily. And I think it kept mutating down. And that's why pe- more and more people got it because it mutated down. So when you and I got it with the uh, Omicron, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I yeah, I caught it before Omicron was even announced. I I don't know. It, I just know that I had it. I didn't even get tested. My daughter got tested. And she came up positive. And um, once I, I felt the system, the symptoms, I'm like, uh, what's the point of going to get tested? That's what I did. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I know I've got something. They're going to tell me I've got COVID. I just might as well stay home and write it out to, you know, drink orange juice, take care of myself. And that's well, yeah. it's funny, too, because a liberal left kept saying things like, oh, ivermectin doesn't work. You know, New Hampshire approved Iver, Iver, Ivermectin. It's, it's an over-the-counter drug now. Everybody can get it because it actually works. You know, so everything that they told you was misinformation turns out not to be so much misinformation after all. And I take hydroxychloroquine every day now, too. I mean, I don't have any Ivermectin, but I, I'm sure I can get some. But yeah, no, that's, that's like part of my vitamins every morning is a couple of drops that I mix. That's actually liquid hydroxychloroquine. And um, I've had a couple of uh, colds since then. And you know how fast I got through them because I take that stuff. Mm. That's what they gave Trump. Yeah. He's seven years old. He got COVID and he was done in four days. He's out walking around waving to people again. You know, it's like, I don't feel ill anymore because I took these drugs. Yes. Yes. And they thought Uh, I'm wrong. Yeah. One thing I definitely want to bring up. you know, I mean, after after Buffalo and uh, Uvalde, uh, we could have had another serious shooting um, May 27th in Charleston, South Carolina. But uh, unfortunately, the man did fire off some rounds. He, uh, but he didn't hit anybody, and he didn't get a second chance to hit anybody because there was a. There was a woman there who was an armed law-abiding citizen to uh, pop a cap in his head and end it right there. Now, the liberal left can say all they want, that, that she needs to be brought up for murder because she's no better than he was. I say bullshit. She saved lives. Have, have they brought that up? Or are you kind of like um, expecting that that's what they're going to say? 
I'm expecting that. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen anything on that report. You had sent me the link. I didn't find that on my own. You sent it to me and I've been reviewing a little bit of it. The gentleman's name was, I, I, I used the word gentleman very loosely here, but his name was Dennis Butler. And uh, I like the fact that you're bringing it up because at least on this platform, somebody's going to spread the word a little bit that yes, your second a amendment right was executed appropriately in this circumstance and lives were saved. And it's time for people to start hearing that aspect of it. Unfortunately, the liberal left won't be listening, but uh, um, as long as we keep getting the word out there, people, people will catch on and, and hopefully other folks will share it. Maybe if you share the link uh, in your live broadcast and everything that uh, people can, um, or in, in your broadcast that people can, uh, uh, Look it up themselves. But there was a couple of uh, articles out there. This guy had a bad criminal history, man. Yeah, he had I, a very, very bad criminal history. And, and ironically, every time I went up for courts, the witnesses didn't show up. I wonder why. Well, he, he ain't so lucky now. No, he, he is not going to be committing any more crimes. But this, yeah, this is another incident where somebody was, uh, 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 he, had a, he had a violent past. He had uh, serious crimes and allegations against him. And um, that evening he was speeding through the complex because it was graduation night. He comes speeding through the complex. It was an apartment complex and they were having a party and he nearly run people over. Then he comes back with uh, what they call an AR-15 like weapon and decides he's going to start laying fire down on people. And thank, thank God they don't release this lady's name. And I assume that's for her own protection. But uh, she she took care of the, the matter as she should. And, and God love her for doing it. Yes. Yes. You know, and the more I speculate on Uvalde, Texas, I mean, I just talked a lot about that with, uh, with uh, Philip D. Blackman, of course. But um, the more I speculate on that, the, the more I'm... I can't help but think that uh, if it's true what I'm getting, the, the police should be held accountable because it just sounds like they didn't do anything. Um, there was a court case many years ago, I believe, and uh, my friend Leland brought this up to me. And uh, supposedly they ruled that cops don't have to protect you if a crime is happening to you. They're not required to protect you. They're required to police. In other words, once the crime is over, then they can arrest the suspect and things like that. But as far as putting their own lives at risk or, or protecting the people, they're not required to do such. See, to me, that doesn't make sense because, you know, it, it's like it's like a, an officer's duty. He has taken an oath. He or she, mind you, uh, has taken an oath to serve and protect or protect and serve. However, the order is that means the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, the kid shot his grandma in the face. So we all, we already know he's a monster. He steals her car. I don't know if it was a car or van or something. And he, he drives it into a ditch. So he has to leave on foot and he's walking around with a, with a great big high powered rifle and people are suspicious of this and you know police should at least check things out i mean according to what i'm reading the uh the police were called long before he got to the school and and could have stopped him in his tracks and you know that could have saved lives i could be wrong i'm i'm just speculating but I don't know. At the, at the same time, I, you know, the, uh, what you just told me is 
The police are not required to protect anyone. I say that is wrong. That is part of the job of law enforcement. And uh, sorry, if this is true, some of the blood is on their hands. I have to agree. Um, I don't know about you. I don't not have been in that position. It's hard to say, but I'm thinking of kids' lives are in danger. I'm inclined to feel like I got to run in. I can't. I don't think I could just sit there knowing that innocent children are facing down the wrong end of a barrel. It just it's too disheartening, you know. Well, somebody else told me, well, the police had to wait for reinforcements. I used to work security at a casino in Reno, Nevada, and I remember we had a meeting and uh, my supervisor told us all that if you're afraid to get hurt, you're in the wrong line of work and I'll put you in a different department. Okay. You know, that's, that was unarmed security. Uh-huh. So, if, I mean, obviously you, you got, you're going to be a police officer. It's the same as being a soldier. It's, it's time to take risks because you're putting your life before anybody else's. That's part of the contract. The concept, the concept of a security guard is to make a presence known, because if there's a presence known, then there's less chance that there's going to be criminal activity. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So if a cop had entered the building and announced his presence there, would that not have made that guy kind of waver a little bit? Maybe he would have stopped and said, what, what have I got coming up behind me? Even if the cop's not going to pursue, he knows the cop is there. And he may be more apt to come out to the hall and look for the cop because he knows he might get it from behind. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It, might, it might waver the situation a little bit. But to do nothing, it's like that officer who I think it was in Florida. He stood outside the school building hearing the gunfire and did nothing. And I just, I can't fathom that. I can't understand how you can just do absolutely nothing. You got a bullhorn, make your presence known. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, attention away. Be, be some kind of deterrent, you know, just like I was talking last week with Jericho green, you know, as a kid, I had a, a cattle rancher who hired me on the weekends uh, to stand a post at night and uh, watch for coyotes. He, he gave me, gave me a pretty decent, uh, decent gun with an infrared scope. And I didn't kill very many coyotes. Why? Because I didn't have to, after I killed the first two, skinned them and nailed their hides to trees. Come get me, PETA. I don't care. I, I was protecting the cattle. They were catching on. It was not a safe place for them. Animals, animals are not stupid that way. They do learn like hunting season, things like that. Living in Florida, when I grew up in Florida, we lived near a wildlife refuge. And yeah. animals would actually retreat at certain times of the year because they understood that was the safe place to be certain times of the year. You know, uh, they, it's learned behaviors. Yes. They feel a threat. They're going to they're gonna avoid the area. Yes. Boy, the clock is ticking. <laughs> a couple things. Uh I definitely want to talk about uh, looking at uh, the primary elections in Georgia. Uh, there, there's one person I didn't want to see in there, but I, I think it was inevitable that she was going to be when it was Stacey Abrams. This woman is a problem. And we're talking, this is Nancy Pelosi on steroids is what. They got, got a new Maxine Waters showing up, huh? Oh, Maxine Waters on steroids. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I look, I can't help. I look at uh, Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi, and I look at Maxine Waters as a lesser of two evils. But uh, 
you know, here, here's uh, Stacey Abrams all wrapped up in one, wants to disarm the citizens, wants to defund the police. So basically this, this is one, this is a criminal's wet dream. Yeah, it's it's nuts, you know. The the liberal left can't put out anybody with a logical brain. <laughs> they really can't. I don't understand, you know. I don't know if you've seen this bill, uh, uh, HR three fifty coming up, but uh, you you should go read that one. Um, it, that come right out of the house to pass the house and the Senate's looking to pass it. I got to dig deeper into it, but it looks like it, it might be another wackadoodle bill. It just goes down the wrong rabbit hole, you know. Uh, what what's the main purpose of it? Because no, I haven't heard of that. So primarily, you hear the white supremacy and neo-Nazi mentioned a lot in it. And when I'm reading it, just kind of skimming through it, I'm seeing this. And they want to they want to um, have more investigations through FBI, DHS and stuff to uh, investigate law enforcement for white supremacy actions and things like that. I believe there was other actions as far as citizens go uh, for investigating white supremacy. But the bill just outlines white supremacy. And the thing about it is, and, and to be clear, I don't want to sound like I'm coming off like a racist on this because I'm really, I don't, I appreciate everybody. I don't care about your skin mm. color, honest to God. But there's also such thing as black supremacy. Oh, there is. And there it has been in the 1930s. So why is this a bill outline just white supremacy? Why does a bill target a race of people? And it's like a new way of systemic racism is what I'm seeing. It's a new wave to create or offset, maybe balance in the, in the logic of the liberal left. I don't know. But what this does is create more hatred, more systemic racism, and it, de- it develops more conquer and divide or divide and conquer type type of uh, circumstances. I think it's really a terrible thing when the government's going to write a bill that targets one race of people. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, being being around Colonel Wyatt, you've had to have heard stories about South Africa, and even before I knew Colonel Wyatt. Um, you know, I've followed what's going on in South Africa. South Africa has gone down a rabbit hole that the U.S. has seen to repeat. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for the apartheid regime. But something tell, tells me something's really wrong when I have I have uh, a, uh, she's not really black. She's uh, Bushman Soy uh, Khoisan. Um, she's living in Pennsylvania, originally from South Africa and and you know, s- sticks to the original indigenous tribe of Southern Africa, and they don't like being called black because their skin color is a much lighter tone. All right. And, but she hates the Bantus. I mean, almost, almost racist in her own mind against the Bantu tribe because of what they've done to South Africa, a, lo- a lot of them, and I can't say all of them, you know. Um, and that I've got another friend He's he's a black guy and has told me quite bluntly, I wish apartheid was back in place because at least I felt safe back then. You know, Africa's had a big problem with uh, genocide. You know, you remember back in the 80s? I'm not sure of your age, but back in the 80s when we were feed the world and save. Oh, yeah. The reason why Ethiopia had starving people is because they're different tribes of people. The conquering tribe was starving out the conquered tribe. They, they do this in, in different areas in Africa all the time, you know, uh, machete killings that they're horrible to each other. They and don't that, see each other as just black folks trying to get along or, or people, you know, being communal. They see each other as, well, you're a different tribe and they got that tribal mentality and they will kill each other. They will starve each other. They will hurt each other terribly. Yes. Yes. Why? I mean, go, you know, you talk about that genocide in the Congo in the mid 90s that, uh, you know, 
uh, that Bill Clinton, I mean, I got my own opinions on Bill Clinton, too. He, he wasn't a good president, but at least he wasn't the worst of the worst. Um, but uh, no, he could have he done something about that and, and maybe save some lives himself. But uh, he, he, too, along with the rest of the world, basically did nothing about that. When it and comes it was, down, we do turn a blind eye, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I, I think the – I can't I, – I don't know, but I'll, I'll have to look at the statistics. But I think uh, there was a bigger body count than what Pol Pot left behind in Cambodia. Hmm. So, yeah, I think, um, well, I think part of our problem, though, as a nation is we become very imperialistic. We're not conquerors like Rome was conquerors. We don't just go into armed conflict or use a military to take over and conquer other countries. But yet we try to control a lot in the globe. Like, look at Ukraine. You can't afford to give a retired person more than twelve hundred dollars a month. Okay, retirement was supposed to be your paying into this to continue oh your income God. upon retirement. That's what your Social Security was supposed to be turned into a supplement, turned into not even but a supplement of a supplement these days, if it's that much. And then they want to take Medicare out of it. You know, it's like so you basically got nothing. But we can come up with eight hundred billion dollars to give to Ukraine. We can't you know, save the world. We need to take care of what we need to take care of at home first. You know, I keep hearing what such a bad man and evil man Putin is. And to tell you the truth, maybe so. I haven't made up my mind because I don't know what's going on. I've, I've said it. This conflict between Russia and Ukraine is none of our business. Why do we need to get involved? It's, it, I mean, it's, I don't believe Putin's trying to reform the former Soviet Union. Um, you know, he's on to something perhaps, you know, because uh, I mean, there's a lot of dealings with the Biden family in the Ukraine. So, so something's not right. You know, and I just so when, when Trump was in office, when Trump was in office, did we not hear about how corrupt the Ukraine is? Did uh, we not yeah. hear all this stuff from the left. And now all of a sudden, because they were supposed to be corrupt with Trump. OK. And now all of a sudden, they're uh, um, they're the nice guys and Putin's the bad guy. They keep trying to blame everything on Putin. If Putin was so bad, then why was Hillary Clinton selling him uranium rates in the United States when she was secretary of state? OK, so if he's such a bad guy, then why? I mean, uh, or if uh, the Ukraine. So in, I lost my I lost my focus here a little bit. But what I'm getting at here is I don't think Putin's necessarily a nice guy. I don't think he's the most pleasant guy in the world. He's running a country like we're running, a, you know, like our, our leaders are running a country. And sometimes there's a little ugliness involved. But I think Ukraine uh, uh, was is corrupt. And I think that Donbass and uh, Luhansk had invited Russia in for protection. They needed their military strength because they wanted to secede from Ukraine and become their own nations. I think Russia took it too far. They crossed lines and stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say the same thing. You know, I mean, what I understand from reliable sources, uh, you know, Donald Trump himself, I guess, as a person is an asshole. But he's they say he's an asshole as a person, but he's a great leader. And I'm, I'm like, that's fine. I don't care if he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I didn't elect him because he's a charming personality. I elect him to get a job done, in which I thought he was getting that job done, including bringing the corruption out in Washington, D.C. You know, I think in his first four years, he didn't necessarily expose them. He pushed their buttons enough. He poked that badger enough to get them to expose themselves. And I thought he did a good job. Oh, yeah, that's that's how you play the game yeah. is uh, you give them enough rope. 
and gasoline, they'll eventually light themselves light themselves on fire and hang themselves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Every you know, fiery rope. <laughs> you know, and also, also, um, we're almost a, a week later after. Uh, well, no, we're over a week after the Pennsylvania uh, primary election. So that was the same day here in Idaho. And now they're doing recount after recount uh, on uh, Ozzy uh, and uh, Mc- Dave McCormick. Uh-huh. So it's what a mess is like. A lot yeah, of yeah. people are saying, you know, watch for this uh, 2020 ele- or 2022 midterm election. But if this is what's happening, I smell a big mess heading our way. It's what's happening in Pennsylvania, ironically. Um, it's what, what happened in Pennsylvania 2020, right? We had all these ballot issues and things going on and, and counting and and recounting. And uh, here we are here in 2022. And between these two candidates, now what they're saying is there's a lot of mail-in ballots that have been, haven't been signed. What was it? Some haven't been signed and there was something else uh, about them dated. They haven't been dated. They haven't been signed. So they don't know if they can really count them or not. They and, shouldn't. They I would think if you didn't date or sign it, then it's probably invalid. And it's unfortunate because I think I'd rather have McCormick for Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm not a Pennsylvania resident, so I don't get a choice. But looking at it from the outside, I would I agree with Chris and what Chris is saying. And I think I would rather have McCormick over Oz. He's probably more qualified and uh, more genuine. And uh, but he's 920. Oz is 922 votes ahead of McCormick right now. So if they don't count those ballots, then. But, you know, right is right. If you didn't sign it, you didn't sign it. If it's not valid, it's not valid. I mean, you got to follow the the policy, the raw, whatever it is, they, they, where they have rules or policies or. Yeah, exactly. So. I hate to say it, uh, but uh, we are out of time. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And uh, one thing I absolutely have to do, John. I knight thee and welcome you to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. Oh, well, thanks. I'm honored. Yeah. A guy who grows a beard is uh, trying to hide something there. You know, he's from old school. And I'm like, I'm not trying to hide anything. I just like the beard. Now, when I when I used to be uh, when I used to be a fighter and I used to train, we used to we used to say uh, that, you know, the beard is a, is a, another source of power. And then, and then I got hit and got knocked down. And they sa- said, are you sure it's not to cushion your glass jaw? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, won't, it won't offer much cushioning. It might be a little abrasive to his knuckles, but it won't, it won't offer much cushioning, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> no, but I do, I do it in honor of my father, and that's why I have a beard, and I don't plan on shaving anytime soon, so. Yeah, I, I don't blame you, man. I, I like mine. I, I like to keep mine a little more trimmed. I don't like to grow it long, but... Uh, <laughs> like me and Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Oh, my God. Gandalf there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was also, I was looking for him in uh, CPAC this year. We were down there in Orlando, and I was looking for him, and I stopped and asked one of the security people. I said, hey, man, have you seen a guy around here with a very, very long beard? Looks like Gandalf. He goes, um, no, I don't believe I have. I, he says, you sure? Uh, what would I want to recognize him? He goes, dude, he looks like Gandalf. <laughs> you can't miss him. <laughs> yes. All right. Before we call it, uh, wrap it up, I want you to go ahead and give a plug for the Common Sense Conservatives. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as uh, Billy said, I host uh, with Chris Wyatt and uh, Todd uh, McKinley on the Common Sense Conservatives every Wednesday night. You can catch them on our Facebook page, uh, CSC 
for USA is our uh, handle on Facebook, or just look up the Common Sense Conservative on Facebook. Uh, we broadcast live between seven and nine o'clock on Wednesday nights, um, Eastern Time. All right. Hey, I really appreciate your time, and uh, hey, best of luck to you. And I hope we can do this again sometime. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. All right. You take care. You too. All right. There you have the conversation with John Grosvenor. It was very good talking to him. It's time to go to our next music set. Coming up, we have Reason to Find, going to be followed by Roger D. Miller, Bryson Gray, New Fiction, and Mandy Shea. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
I'm a bit of a classic. I poop on my burger. I poop on my potato salad. I poop on my kids' lunches. I poop on my fingers. Grandma. <laughs> I guess I poop on my husband's chest. <laughs> Grey Poupon. Poupon everything. Wait. 
Why do we get judged by the color of our skin? Black, white, and brown, but we all American. They want us to buy it, that's the only way they win. I just speak the truth and don't care who I offend. One A, I can say whatever the hell I want. Two A, I can buy whatever guns I want. They say brains not making songs about Donald Trump. What? Oye, pero ven acá, ¿qué será que no te deja pensar? Comida, que te compras con los cupones que te dan solo para mantenerte en la medida Viviendo en los proyectos sin vida por toda tu vida Y si sales de la línea, te pegan la mira Levántate, saca la guira, un merenguito, unos pastelitos Ahora ponte listo, conozca a Cristo y proteja su útero Sea fructífero, esta gente son luciferinos Provocan caos para salir los héroes Arman y hasta pagan la caravana En ese viaje la niña la violan Gente mueren y si no la matan, entonces gritan Sana, sana, colita de rana Sabiendo todo el tiempo que son las causas Pero este presidente le dio la pausa Así que libra tu mente Ponte a frente y grita maga hasta 2020. Grita maga hasta 2020. Grita maga hasta 2020. 2020. Why do we get judged by the color of our skin? Black, white, and brown, but we all American. They want us divided, that's the only way they win. I just speak the truth and don't care who I offend. One A, I can say whatever the hell I want. Two A, I can buy whatever guns I want. They say brains not making songs about Donald Trump. What? White skin, red hat, black strap, America. My name's DC Capital. Liberals, I'll embarrass ya. My name's Dagan Carey. Liberal rappers, I will carry ya. Dagan just like Reagan with the D, but I'm not Democrat. Used to flip them packs like Eric Swalwell, bet I had the gas. MSNBC is faker than Michelle Obama's rap. Manly face, manly shoulders, bigger hands than Trump, in fact. Don't you question gender, gender's infinite, they'll tell you that. And Alex Jones, I trust. It's Donald Trump the bust. They bust a legal voters, but don't need a bigger bus. It's 2020, baby. Boris out in London, baby. This so worldwide moving every nation, every color, baby. Back ain't got no color. Finna tell them all weak. Gonna tell them all summer. Gonna tell them all false. They vote in abundance. We'll be chilling like King Face 2. Tell it Three more terms. Fake news. Gonna love it. Three whole terms. So flakes can't stomach. You gonna get them. Put the trial on you. Gonna hang. Put the neck for the next slip through. Why do we get judged by the color of our skin? Black, white, and brown. But we all American. They want us divided. That's the only way they win. I just speak the truth and don't care who I offend. One A, I can say whatever the hell I want. Two A, I can buy whatever guns I want. They say brains not making songs about Donald Trump. What?
left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org at some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Points. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats. That's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
If Idaho is such a Republican state, why do we have such high regulations and licensing requirements on businesses? Why do we force businesses to jump through so many hoops just to get started? I mean, even hairdressers in Idaho are required to have more training hours than police officers are required to have. That is contrary to the Republican Party platform, but it is standard and normal for Idaho Republican leaders who have been manipulating Idaho Republican voters for decades. Remember, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree. And Idaho Republican leadership is so immoral and so unethical that their actions are so bizarre and disgusting, you have to dismiss your children from the room before mentioning it. Consider the former leader of the Idaho Republican Party, Jonathan Parker, had to be replaced after he was arrested for masturbating in front of the window of his estranged wife's house while wearing a wig. He's in jail right now. It's time for Idaho to kick the existing Idaho leadership to the curb and get started brand new with true conservatives who actually support the Republican platform. I'm Ammon Bundy and I approve this message. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and Neutronics IGF-1, making men men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Mandy Shea with You're My Addiction. Before that, New Fiction with Nothing is Beautiful. Before that, Bryson Gray with all-American. Before that, Roger D. Miller with Country Boy and starting off the whole set, Reason to Fine with Reaper. Alright, moving right along. What's up next? It's the Steve Solution with the icon Stephen James. Let's do this. I don't care who you're voting for, Democrat or Republican, you need to be able to prove who you are. Because what's to stop tons and tons of individuals for whatever party, for whatever office, of registering repeatedly and sending different people into polling stations or the same person into polling stations over and over and over again using different voter registration cards when they've obviously voted fraudulently several times over. This is the Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio, the Steve Solution. And as always, for this segment, I am joined by the icon, Stephen James. What's going on, brother? What's going on, folks? Man, have we got some shit to talk about today. We normally do. I mean, uh, this whole show is, has been all about serious topics, and uh, this one is no different. No, it's really not. I mean, when you look at the supply problems that we are having in this country what when did we become a third world country yeah. we are the ones that did the fucking food drops this it's we just are we received a damn food drop in the form of baby formula just the thing is um you know we made it through the recession that started at the end of 2007. I remember 2008. 
gas prices were climbing up to 450, uh, somewhere around 450 a gallon, but uh, I'd never seen it surpass five bucks, which has not happened here where I'm at. But now it's damn near $7 a gallon in California. And I think it surpassed that mark right around Los Angeles. I, it, it, in fact, uh, is in the high sevens right now in L.A., I believe. And it, I know we don't normally count Hawaii because there's a huge markup on everything there. But I believe they're like at nine bucks a gallon. And in some parts of California, they're pushing uh eight bucks a gallon in, you know, high market areas. I have never seen inflation like this ever. I mean, two, I, we thought 2008 through 2011 was bad. We only saw the gas prices go down that winter and then climb back up. But uh, this, it's like, uh, I don't see the gas prices going down this time. And I'm seeing, God, since since COVID started, I remember the shelves were bare and empty for a while, but uh, they got restocked. Uh, now it's it's getting bad. I mean, baby formula not available. What the fuck? It is absolutely insane. And first off, you know, yeah, there were some hard to find products during the worst of the COVID pandemic. But I will say this, I miss those damn gas prices here where I live, outside, just outside of Memphis. I, during the height of the pandemic, I was paying $105 for gas. I am now paying 400% more. That is insane. And yeah. that, that's why everything is more expensive. Because fuel is more expensive, therefore it costs more to get everything delivered to the stores to be put on the shelves. So not only are we being fucked over at the pump, but we're being fucked over in the grocery store too. Also, we got one other problem, especially right here in Idaho. Avion bird flu. Of course, you remember hearing all about that in 2005 to 2006 trying to scare everybody thinking that there was going to be a pandemic, but uh, further research uh, shows that the avian bird flu really is not uh, as easily passed on to humans. The problem with that is chickens are getting killed off. So there goes the price of eggs and of course chicken. And that's not just felt there in Idaho because it's felt here, you know, halfway across the country in Arkansas, the price of eggs has almost tripled. The price of chicken has almost tripled. Wow. We are, we are down a rabbit hole of what, uh, unimaginable. It is completely insane that, I mean, A, number one, be it Democrat or Republican, the fact that the government has not stepped in and caused a price freeze on everything, which, you know, I've heard the fucking liberal argument, the president doesn't set gas prices, no shit, 
but he is empowered and Congress is empowered to set price freezes, to not let this inflation go insane, which he has not done. Congress, the Senate, none of them have done anything to help that. And I hate to sound like a Democrat, but the wage versus cost argument doesn't work anymore. I used to not be in favor of a fucking McDonald's worker getting $15 an hour. Now I think they should be getting 20 bucks an hour because I think I should be getting $45 an hour so I can feed my goddamn family and put fucking gas in my car. And as Governor Little said, uh, there is there is going to be no minimum wage increase in the state of Idaho. He's not going to allow it. Not only that, I mean, of course, he won the primary. And, uh, you know, this is a red state. And, and no matter how corrupt, you know, the, the citizens of Idaho are going to, to go with the, with the R over the D every time. Uh, Brad Little is a fucking rhino. Well, you know, the main argument, I understand, you know, my little tirade there about minimum wage. Unfortunately, the fact still remains, if you raise minimum wage, the companies are just going to raise prices to compensate because they're always going to make their profits. Yep. The The only solution is a federal price freeze. Now, explain explain a, a price freeze, because that's actually the first time I've heard that terminology. It's actually been, uh, you know, the last time it was done, um, as far as fuel anyway, was under the Carter administration. And the resulting, you know, fallout from that was, you know, the gas lines and all that. I understand that. And quite frankly, if we have to go back to gas lines, we will. But the government is empowered to freeze. You, if you raise prices on anything, you get severely fined. The downside to that is when we're talking about everyday needs and not just fuel is, okay, well, we're going to raise the prices anyway. Because the fine the government is going to issue is less than the profit that we're going to be making. It's it's a complete clusterfuck. Well, it's been a complete clusterfuck from the beginning. I mean, you know, and they say, well, you can't blame the gas prices on the president. But yes, you can. The, I was going to say the fuck you can't because he... Fucking Joe Biden steps in, Trump steps down. One day after inauguration, gas goes up 15 cents and has has been on a steady uprise since then. Not to mention the president has the authority to open the Federal Reserve, which there's a reason we have a Federal Reserve with oil is because of situations like this. Not to mention... And, and, and war, of course. That's the main reason that that exists. But the president has the authority to open the Federal Reserves of 
oil and be able to literally flood the market with oil that we're just sitting on. We're doing nothing with it. It's just sitting there in barrels, in tankers, just waiting for a major catastrophe. Well, guess what? We're in it. Yep, the shit has hit the fan, even though if even if a lot of people haven't seen it, you know. I mean, God, if he was to open up the Keystone pipeline, just that alone, reopen it after after that son of a bitch closed it. What difference do you think it's going to make if he were to do that? It's a huge, huge difference. Exactly. And, and by the way, it also sends a message to OPEC because, let's face it, we are the number one consumer of oil in the world. So, therefore, if the president were to open up the Federal Reserve's or the pipeline or both and tell OPEC, guess what? We don't fucking need you anymore. Guess what OPEC's going to do? They are going to drop their fucking prices so insanely low to compensate so that they can make money. The only reason the gas prices are high is simply because OPEC says, oh, look, there's this thing in Ukraine. First off, Oil coming out of Russia and Ukraine and anywhere in that region has almost fuck all to do with us. It does not affect us, with the exception that OPEC gets to raise prices. So, therefore, if the president were to open the reserves and reopen the Keystone Pipeline... And endorse fracking for that matter. And I don't even like that word, but it is what it is. Our gas prices could be 50 cents a gallon. But he won't because he's in their fucking pocket. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're on point with something there. And then then of course, I this with the food, just with the food, I've never seen this. You know, I, I mean, I'm affiliated with, you know, Outlaw Radio is affiliated with my Patriot Supply for a reason. I heard John talking about it and all that. And, I, and uh, of course, uh, it's not just my Patriot Supply. There's other companies, too. There's ReadyWise. There's um, uh, Heavenly Harvest, Four Patriots, you know. I thought, you know what, just in case there's these buckets of food that last 25 years, I'm going to get some. And I've been right now, I've, I'm up to 16 weeks uh, backed up emergency food. So I'm glad I got that. Excellent. I'm, I'm not comfortable yet. I want to get some more and I'm going to continue getting some more. Like with each paycheck I get, I'm going to I'm going to buy a bucket because they're they're about one hundred and fifty dollars a bucket. Which isn't chump change, but when you think about what you get for the price, it's a really fair price. And my Patriot Supply also sells like uh, like this here. This is a radio that uh, at, does take four uh, AAA batteries, but 
also uh, solar powered, has a flashlight, you know, and also if you want to charge your phone, you can. I was going to ask, does it have a USB port? Yep. But uh, yeah, it's a tiny little radio, just AM, FM, and, and but it's, it's kind of got, got bored and just a radio. I mean, it's got a really bright fucking flashlight on it, too. So, you well, know, since you, you're so, yeah, in with my Patriot supply on that one, you know, I've already bought a few buckets, uh, you know, get them to hook me up with the fucking radio, too. <laughs> There's, I mean, and they got these solar powered flashlights, all these essential supplies, you know, because there's, you know, with, with gas and food, there's bound to be an energy crisis too. Yes and no. And a lot of that, you know, does come from, you know, coal and natural gas. So those industries at the moment are stable. How about With the exception of transporting coal and natural gas requires fuel, which so, uh, you know, expect to see a spike in your utility bills. There's also something else, Steve. In se- Remember, I told you I, I watched South Africa because it seems like what happens in South Africa happens first in the U.S. follows. Well, for the past few years, they've been doing something in South Africa called load shedding, which is uh, their terminology for rolling blackouts. Gee, what's California doing? Oh, well, California's been doing that for uh, 20 years. Shit never happened when I lived there. Barely happened when I lived there, and I was never individually I was not personally affected by it but uh, I also lived on the outskirts of LA versus you know in the main part Uh, but I do recall they used to have a thing on the news every morning you know here's the list if you live in this neighborhood you're going to have a rolling blackout which I love the term rolling blackout it's it's not rolling. It's a fucking blackout. Hey, if you live in this neighborhood, you're not going to have power from one to four plan ahead. That's not a rolling blackout. It's a blackout. And yeah, power only went out like less than 10 times when I lived in California in, in three years, but I lived in between Stockton and Modesto. Okay. Uh, I lived in you know, the greater LA area. And I never once had a blackout. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) in in the better part, uh, off and on for 20 years, you know, splitting my time between Las Vegas and California. (laughs) Yeah. But like, like Steven, have you, well, I mean, when you first met me, when we were both living in Vegas, that, that was during the height of the last recession. And times were pretty tough then. But, they were. Uh, but this, this, I mean, I yeah, we, we still have a pretty good job market because there's hiring signs everywhere. I guess that's good. But how long is that going to last? Uh, I guess until, you know, people. We'll get tired of fucking living off the government, which that never seems to get old. I 
honestly don't understand how more people are not working. Every place is hiring. In some in some cases, I I can't figure out in the area that I live in why. And I don't understand, you know, I got it during COVID with, you know, the unemployment plus the extra, you know, money every week and all that shit. I got that. To be honest, I wish I was one of those people because, damn, I like free money. (laughs) But that was, you know, the start, which was it was easier not to work. I totally get that. But all those benefits have been cut off. They're done. How are people supporting themselves and not working? I, I know. I, I, I'm not understanding this. But I remember, though, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, you know, when Trump gave out the first uh, stimulus package. Yeah, you, sh- you showed me your gun and you said, this is a gift from my Uncle Donald. Damn straight. Got it right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, a year I still later, call this my gift from my Uncle Donald. Well, I'm not going to call him Uncle Joe. No. He, but the only good thing that Biden has done for me was get me a couple more guns. That's right, you son of a bitch. I took the money you gave away to buy something you fucking hate. Wait, Biden gave away money? Because I haven't gotten a fucking dime from that asshole. Uh, yeah, he gave right around, uh, uh, right around, oh, just a year and what, two months ago, he gave out a big stimulus package. I never got it, and the IRS says I fucking did, which I didn't and I owe the IRS money and now I'm trying to argue with the IRS and you yeah. know how no, fun that is. No, Biden, uh, I fr- I got $4,000 from the government stimulus. Well, and, well, well not, not just me, but uh, my wife and I combined. Right. And it's like, you know what? We got enough. I'm going to get another gun just to slap Joe in the face. Well, that was my plan. You know, when I filed my taxes this year, it said, oh, you didn't get this. I said, great. So I went from owing to getting perfect. Now it, they said, oh, no, you got that. Uh, no, I didn't. So now I'm fighting with them. And when you work full time Monday through Friday, how much free time do you have to spend on hold waiting to talk to somebody at the IRS? That would be zero. Your lunch hour, maybe, but you're not getting somebody in an hour. Yes. But here, we've gotten way off topic. We literally received a food drop. That's what we do to poor African countries 
with you know starving children. You know, we send the food drops in with the fucking grains and the rice and all that shit. How ashamed should Joe Biden be that we have now become a country that received a food drop? We should be embarrassed. Because humiliated. What has Joe Biden been since he stole? Yeah, he stole the fucking election. He's been an embarrassment. His establishment is an embarrassment. On the other side of that, at the same time, by the way, don't get me wrong, I understand, you know, baby formula is extremely important. However, for uh, most of recorded history, baby formula makes up about 1% of feeding babies in recorded history. I understand, you know, not all women can breastfeed. Totally get that. Uh, understood. No argument there. You do know what they did, you know, before baby formula for women that could not breastfeed, right? Probably used cows. I don't know. They used cows and they just boiled the milk to get rid of any bacteria and they fed that to the baby, which means there's always a way. There is. So I'm getting really, really tired of these fucking uptight fucking Karen bitches saying, I'm not going to be able to feed my baby. Yes, you can. A, number one, you can boil milk, and that is very nutritious for babies. You have to do it right, obviously, but it can be done. And in interim, just to keep them full, babies can drink water, too. So I'm getting real tired of hearing about that. At the same time, we talk about, you know, fucking antitrust laws. When the hell did anybody figure out that one goddamn company was producing the vast majority of fucking formula in the world? And why the hell can't they produce it? Oh, that's right, because they don't pay enough and nobody wants to work. It's a double-edged sword, you know. Fucking throw people some more money. I mean, goddamn, you're a billion-dollar industry. And if you want to sit on your laurels and say, well, fuck it, they don't want to work for the, you know, pittance we're giving them, we're going to make our profit either way. No, you're not, because you're not producing your product. So it's hurting your business. So have a massive fucking pay increase and a big hiring fair, and that problem is solved as far as formula. The rest of it comes down to, sadly, I know everyone's tired of hearing about it, but it's gas prices. And that comes to the damn president. Which, by the way, want to solve the baby formula problem? 
Nobody wants to work at the factories to make the baby formula? Okay. Fine. Na uh, you know, put the National Guard in there. Make them. They're already getting paid. Just put the National Guard in there and make them make go make baby formula. Yeah. Simple as that. You know, you're, you're a member of the National Guard, which if you are, God bless you. Amen to you. There you go. Put in National Guard members. Keep babies alive. I mean, I'm pro-life, so that also means being able to feed the fucking baby. And that's why I'm also saying and is in my uh, in my first segment, arm the teachers and uh, put uh, and put armed security in our schools, so we can. I, I don't want to dwell on uh, that uh, the school that, shooting, but that. I do have two thoughts on that, which I do agree with you. A number one, the Israelis have a small little closet behind the teacher's desk with a fully loaded M16 or equivalent and they are trained you know, to do that. We should do that with our kids and our teachers. Well, not the kids so much. Yes. You know what I mean? Why should teachers not take you know, a two-week course, God forbid you ever have to, you know, oh. do it, but pay him to take a quick two-week course. Actually, I was thinking more along the lines of making it an option for teachers, not something that's required, but... Yeah, I like that even better, because, you know, not every teacher, you know, is comfortable. I understand that. That's fine. I mean, my youngest son... Uh, 10 years old, he's, I took him out shooting the other day. He's not completely comfortable with the gun. I'm not forcing it, but you'd think in a, let's say a large school that has, uh, say, 50 classrooms, you got to figure at least, let's go really, really conservative and say a third. One third of those teachers feel strongly enough about protecting the children under their care. One third would be perfectly fine with it, even if the other two thirds aren't. So, 50 classrooms, one third, you've got a significant number of trained and armed teachers ready to protect their those kids in their charge. But, but uh, the, I got it. I'm sorry. I got to cut you, cut you there. I don't, I don't mean to. It's just that uh, we're out of time. I hate to say it. Okay. One last quick thought. Yeah. If we don't want to arm the teachers, there are a ton of jobless veterans out there. Thank you. I've been saying that. Are yes. already trained. And they will happily protect our children. Damn straight. Give them a fucking M16 and put two or three in every school 
done. They need jobs. They're already trained. Let's stop throwing fucking bad money after good debt parts of the education system and set aside just a little bit of money and pay those guys 15 bucks an hour to patrol the school and take out some stupid fucking punk that wants to kill kids. Yes. All right. Um, real quick, real quick. Yeah. This is, you haven't given it out for a while. So uh, yeah. What's, what's the, uh, the, the hotline number or your oh that is a uh by the way if you want to question comment be on the show whatever it would be one eight three three yo bitch right. if you can't figure out how to spell that on the keypad then uh you probably shouldn't be listening to this show because you're a moron actually it's right below you there uh you're watching the video you will see that uh, number is right below. So if you got a comment oh. for Steven, there you go. I'm not. <laughs> and by the way, hate mail is welcome. If you don't like it, please go ahead leave it. I will respond. I will call you a dumb fuck, but yeah. What's your email? That would be the Steve solution at gmail.com. And one final thing we got to do. Hey, Stephen James, I knight thee, even though you've got merely a goatee and not a full beard, but that is enough. That is enough. Welcome to the Brotherhood of the Bearded Patriots. I bow to thee. (laughs) All right. You take it easy. Peace out, everybody. And ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this edition of Outlaw Radio. All right, what's on tap for next week is yet to be determined, but I promise I will keep it more lighthearted with uh, fewer politics. Going to end the show with Charisma G and Strapped Up. Thank you very much for tuning into Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Like a Texan, we the best in this bitch, nigga, no question. Run up on me, you'll learn your lesson. High calibers on lyrical weapons. They jumping in head first. They don't put in no effort. My style clean it in latex. And I fuck this track, no safe sex. And I'm still up at my apex. These niggas that they pivotal. This the hood shit that I'm giving you. This the type of shit they don't listen to. You ain't about that life, nigga. Do whatever you like, nigga. Don't run up expecting a fight, nigga. I poke you with that knife, nigga. No Facebook. Y'all sweeter than some cupcakes. Millimeters leave your 
face mush. Fuck fakes, we can't touch base. Yeah, nigga, speak for me, you in grave danger. Look at the hole that they digging you. You gon' hit me out like mystical. I'm futuristic, y'all mystical. I'm analog and y'all digital. Whatever way, I'm killing you. I'm killing shit like Cujo. Y'all softer than Benji. You can't fuck with me, so the only option is the NV. I be on my G shit. This mafia blood is in me. podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable simply go to freshbakedtees.com submit your logo and place your order today Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden Nutritional Support System. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night 
night's sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's MyPillow, pillows, and other products. Click on the MyPillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW, and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ is Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. 
visit our official website at OutlawRadioABS.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Baby!